Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest. You know him, you love him, my dad, Kevin Mueller. Dad, welcome back to the Weekly Warrior. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here in the studio again. If those of you regular listeners don't remember, um, I interviewed my dad in episode 12 about his journey to the Blue Swallow Motel and some stuff about Route 66. And it was a very good episode. So if you haven't heard that one, go back to episode 12. But today we bring a much different topic that I have been rattling around in my noggin now for a few weeks. And it all kind of stems from a trip we took down to uh, the family blueberry farm. And when we went down there, we were working on sort of clearing out some of my grandfather's stuff. He passed away a couple of years ago. and He left quite a bit of stuff to the family to sort of sort out. And so while I was down there and we were working on doing that, I had a lot of thoughts about taking care of of things that you value and making time for the things that you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate about them, being able to let them go and sort of streamlining your hobbies or interests. And this this all stems from, so I have been lucky enough to inherit a truck, 1951 Ford truck that uh, grandpa had for a long time, probably 40 or so years, 50, 50 yeah. years. And it sat, um, it sat in a barn for, I'd say 35 years. Uh, and, you know, grandpa always had Big plans probably to restore it. He loved to restore vehicles and he just never got around to it. And it's a large project now, much larger than it would have been many years ago. But again, this brought the idea to me that we need to talk about the streamlining of of some things. And it's important because we don't have all that much time on this planet and we spend a lot of time on things that maybe aren't that important and i think it's it's valuable for us to talk about what that looks like um and so jumping right into it i the main point that we want to talk about is taking care of the things that we value and that goes into your stuff, your your hobbies, your passions, your relationships, your career, your health, all of these things. And but you only have time for so much. And I think that my dad, Kevin here, has some perspective on that that is also very valuable. Um and is sort of going through that phase right now. What are some what what are some interests that you have? <laughs> that's your that's your sort of sorting out 
currently? Well, I've been cursed or blessed, depending on which way you look at it. I guess it's um, my uh, extroverted nature to have a lot of interests and get into as many of them as possible in as large a way as possible. Um, I think another thing that's happened is uh, my professional career was very busy. I worked a lot of hours. I loved my career. And when that ended and we went, uh, your mother, my wife and I bought the motel and did that. That was time consuming and prevented maybe me from enjoying some of the things that I wanted to. And now that we sold the business, which was August of last year, this, I don't know, it's a, it's a phenomenon. I'm not, I'm still kind of getting a handle on it of wanting to do everything that I've always wanted to do all at the same time. And it's causing some, some, I don't know if it's angst is the right word, but uh, you can, you, you do only have time for so much. I uh, have always enjoyed uh, the model railroading hobby, especially Lionel trains. My dad was into cars, old cars. I learned how to work on cars at an early age. We had old cars around. I loved working on them. Um, I've had an old car since I was in college and I still have one of those cars today. I have, I'm fortunate that some of your grandfather's cars are going to be in my possession. Um, I've enjoyed motorcycling with you and your brother and um, other friends. Um, I have an interest in boating and we've had boats since Corey was little. Um, we, we recently purchased the vintage Airstream travel trailer because it was a great deal. Um, and we thought we might like to travel uh, in it at some point. And uh, we think that would be a, a lot of fun, but I can rapidly see the demands on my time. I don't have time for all of this. Oh, bicycles. I have a side little hobby sort of a business working on and restoring old Schwinn bicycles. And it's been fun. I've enjoyed fixing them up, uh, sometimes giving them away, sometimes trading them, sometimes selling a few here and there. and but they it takes a lot of time and i've kind of started to go through that prioritization process streamlining if you will um, because i also have friends that i'd like to spend time with uh, i have you and your brother and two granddaughters that i'd like to spend time with um, so i've kind of decided as much as i love the bicycles that i'm gonna finish the bikes that I have, get them restored, sell. I'm going to keep some bikes, obviously, but mm -hmm. because we enjoy riding. Um, we sold a large boat that we had used as a vacation home for the last almost 10 years. And it just became too much work, too big, too expensive to maintain. The slip was very expensive. Uh, we've reduced our boating 
footprint now with a boat that's half the size and a slip that's half the size plus a trailer, which means we can pull it out. It's easier to manage, less costly, less time invested in that aspect. Um, that's kind of part of the streamlining process. The motorcycle, I, I have a big trip planned in August. Some of you've probably been to the if you motorcycle ride, you may have been to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Corey uh, and your brother, we uh, made a trip to the Sturgis a few years back. And now one of the guys that we rode with and I are going to do it again. He's 76 or 77 years old. And this may be his last big ride. And I've kind of decided that it may be my last big <laughs> ride too. As much as I love it, um, there's other things that, I want to invest my time in and I can't be riding a motorcycle, traveling by Airstream, going boating, having time to build a model railroad layout and restoring bicycles all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and going to, you know, coming up here to visit um, in northern Michigan, going to Kentucky to see Cameron, my uh, older son. He has a swimming pool. It's fun to be there with his <laughs> with his girls. And yeah. so you uh it's a, it's a difficult thing to sort of take all these passions that I have a broad range of and realize I just don't have time for all of it. I didn't have time when I was working, and now that I'm not at least full-time, I don't have time to get into all of these things. I didn't realize I wouldn't have the time to do all these things. So it's been a couple of years, uh, a year a year anyway, and it's it's rapidly become very apparent that I need to be more focused mm -hmm. and streamline and kind of prioritize. And I, like I said, I've started to do that with with some of the things, and so that I have time for to 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 invest better in the ones that are left. If I'm going to still play with the trains, I want to have time to do that and do it well and not be rushed and not be not and never get any you never get nothing done <laughs> <laughs> right you know you, you instead of becoming a uh, relaxing enjoyable hobby you're stressed out because you're not doing your hobby yeah um because you're you're busy doing something else so why not cut back on some other things and figure out what i want to do most and that's that's the process that i'm going through i don't want to end up like your grandpa with a you know three barns full of old cars and parts and you know interesting things <clears throat> that somebody else has to sift through mm -hmm. um half done projects stuff that's taken apart and never put back together and you know all the things that we found in the barn yeah um you know it was it was depressing and i don't want to end up that way yeah i think that we're gonna we're going to come back to hobbies and everything because that's a really valuable part of this conversation. But the next piece of it is balancing all of these things and also looking at it from a relationship viewpoint, because a lot of people have many, many relationships, especially in the, in the day of social media, we have hundreds of friends, thousands of connections and what, purpose do those really serve and do we have time that do we make the time to really connect with those people and so instead of having a hundred 
acquaintances, having four close friends that really bring fulfillment and connection to your life. It's the same idea as having a hundred hobbies. You have four hobbies that you're really passionate about that you really can invest in and get something out of. And it's the same with friends. I, I used to be the type of person where I wanted to be friends with everybody and do everything with everybody. And I, the older that I've gotten, the more it's become very clear to me that the level of friendship that I truly want is attainable with a very limited number of people. And that's not bad. It's not bad to have lots of acquaintances and, and make those connections, but you also have to understand your emotional bandwidth and what you can actually invest in these people instead of, you know, if I have a conversation with somebody who isn't necessarily my best friend, I'm obviously going to give them the time and try to connect with them, but I'm probably not going to have as deep of a connective conversation with them as I will with one of my close friends. Yeah, and there's just not enough time in the day yeah. for you, you, you have to prioritize your relationships in the same way. Right. Social media is a really good point. It's easy to get carried away. Yeah. And I, I learned that from uh, buying the Blue Swallow Motel. It was this world famous, um, you know, historic icon on Route 66. And before we had even closed the deal, moved there, I had friend requests coming in by the hundreds every yeah. day. Um, it was insane. I'd never experienced anything like it. I didn't know who these people were. Um, it was kind of exciting at first to end up with like 1200 friends or, or more. But after we got into the work and, you know, we met some of those people and, um, we got, we got to be good friends with some of our guests that were repeat guests or that we visited when we weren't at the motel. Um, Three or four years into the experience, I looked at my friends list and said, this is, I, I don't have, I don't know these people. I don't have time to invest in these relationships. They've never visited me. They haven't right. invested in my, in any time with me. So I streamlined my uh, friend list and I think over, it took a few years, but I went from over a thousand friends yeah, the, right. to 300 and something. Mm-hmm. And even that maybe is, is more than I need. You know, there are people that, you know, you get a birthday notification for somebody and you realize, oh, I, I didn't even know I was friends with that person. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Are you getting anything out of that? I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And so why, why not focus on something else? And the, in your, it, as you said, the personal relationships are the same way. Yeah. And I, I found that people that I had as friends, uh, I don't have as many friends outside of family, maybe as I once would have, mm-hmm. because the family has grown. We have, uh, I have relatives on my wife's side. I have two granddaughters and I have chosen to invest my time with them more than with more casual friendships, because I think those are longer lasting, more important relationships to me. There are still people from the motel that I'm friends with, that I'm close to, that we 
have visited when we're away that when we travel we've gone to see yeah and you can maintain those relationships we, we had thousands of guests and we drank with them and we ate with them and we mm-hmm. sat out in the courtyard and socialized with them but most of them you know i have very little communication with anymore yeah uh the they one, were good connections in the moment they mm-hmm. were great and it, i you know i took something from our our time that we were together and hopefully mm-hmm. they did from us uh there are there are a few though that have hung on I, there may be 50 right you know that i am staying in contact with all over the world yeah if i ever travel i know i will go and see them mm-hmm. um but it's it's a it, i you know you don't want to think about cutting off relationships yeah necessarily but if there's nothing in it for them and nothing in it for you why hang on to it it's baggage yeah that you can let go of and you can invest in some other relationship that mm-hmm. that is more productive and rewarding we talked about in a previous episode about juggling your life balls and the idea was you know you have these balls in your life that everyone juggles and some of them are made out of rubber so they can bounce back but some are made out of glass so you get ones like relationships and whatever you know maybe your hobbies but the biggest thing is your relationships if you drop that ball that's the one that is hard to get back. Money, your career, if you drop that for a short period of time, it'll always bounce back. The money will always come back. And so putting your effort into the things that is important, it's a, it's a balancing act. It's a juggling act because you've got your career and your relationships and your hobbies and, and all the, and the things you're in your health, the things that you're passionate about, and finding a way to balance those in a way that makes sense for you is the hardest part because you know you're talking about hobbies i have the same problem i there's been periods of time where i'm into 10 different things and i can't make and can't make time for any of them because you don't i mean it takes a long time to do the stuff that i want to do so you have to streamline, like you said, you have to streamline your interests. And I think the other day, Connor and I were talking about maybe getting a camper and it's something we both would like to do. And I started to get very overwhelmed because I was thinking, well, we just bought a house and there's projects that come with the house and we, you know, and there's always something with a house. And then I'm about to get this truck and that's going to be a huge undertaking bigger than I could probably imagine at any point. And then to add on to that, I've got hobbies that I'm interested in. I like, like, you know, I picked Legos back up after, you know, 10 years or however long. And I really enjoy that. It's relaxing and it's fun and working my, my work, my job, I'm very passionate about that. And I want to devote the appropriate amount of time to that, to not only be good at it, but learn applicable stuff for my personal life yeah so that the thought of adding a trailer in there which anyone who has a trailer understands this that's a huge thing all in and of itself because there's a crap ton of stuff you have to maintain and stuff always breaks and you know you have to have a truck and you gotta buy gas and you gotta buy the stuff for the trailer and there yeah. i mean 
all this, all these projects. And I thought to myself, when I'm thinking about getting a trailer, I'm thinking, well, kiss any hobby that I have goodbye, because all I'm going to be doing is maintaining stuff. I'm going to be maintaining this truck project and I'm going to be maintaining this trailer and I'm going to be maintaining the house and my hobbies that I'm passionate about, like Legos and whiskey. Luckily, whiskey is a fairly easy one to maintain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But even like playing the banjo, you Although know, you I, do have to invest in your whiskey. You do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I used to be really passionate about playing banjo and that's one of those things that takes a large time investment. And if you don't have that time, then it's not fun because you never get any better. Um, and like, you know, I enjoy watching or I enjoy playing video games. And that's something that, you know, I've thought, well, maybe I should grow up and leave that one behind. But I like it. I enjoy it. It's not something that, you know, I really want to leave behind. So it's, if, if you if you as hard as it is with all the interests that you have with all the interests that many of us have yeah if you can't prioritize your relationships if you can't prioritize your activities yes yeah uh, you know you have if if your legos are in a closet on a shelf right they're not providing you with any benefit no um then you know, it, it, someone else will appreciate and enjoy them. Yeah, there's more. there's no satisfaction in that in having that thing, and yeah. I think that's that was the thing with your grandfather is he collected all this stuff over the years, and he was passionate about the old cars, and they he did restorations, and the family traveled, and they did all this. He, uh, you know, and he kept getting more and more and more, and built more barns and more garages and more cars and um you know um he was in every club and got all the magazines and mm -hmm. and they piled up in the house and you know he had his farm the blueberry farm was was um you know something that he had to in order to make money he had to be active and busy and work hard his whole mm -hmm. life um all of those possessions i think caused him more anxiety and frustration later in his life because they weren't providing any enjoyment right he had he had one or two cars that ran that they had worked on that he could drive to church on sunday and enjoy and the rest of them just sat gathering dust mm -hmm. um, and you know he he was worried about what was going to happen to them you know with is are they going to get are they getting damaged? Are they gaining value? Are they losing value? Is someone going to steal one? And I think he was so worked up with trying to hang on to his things that it made him sort of angry about having these things. And so instead of being passionate in a positive way where he was enjoying it, mm -hmm. you look at the pictures from when the family was younger and they were doing, you know, the old car tours and stuff. Even he looks happy. Yeah. But he didn't look happy later in life because mm -hmm. he had all this baggage that he couldn't let go of. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us. Again, like you said, whether it's relationships or whether it's our hobby interests or it's uh, um, whatever part of our lives, I think the streamlining, prioritizing 
and then investing in those things that mean the most that we get the most return on mm-hmm. um, is a, is a really important thing for all of us to be able to do. And it's, and I think it's part of that process is taking time to reevaluate what you're investing your time into because your time is valuable and you don't have very much of it. So at a, at a certain point, when I was living in Colorado, I collected guns and I had sure did. a lot of guns and it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of, it was a good time, but the more I did it, you know, after like two and a half years of really hitting it hard, I kind of decided that I wasn't really all that into this because I'm not even going to shoot these guns all that often. And that someone else will appreciate them way more than I currently am. So I sold almost all of them except for the ones that had either a large amount of sentimental value or that I use for, you know, like hunting purposes or whatever. So you streamlined that. So I down, I down downsized <laughs> massively yeah. and I got into Legos and that was, you know, right at first I bought like, I don't know, like 20 sets in like two months and built most of them. And then I realized like, okay, I have to, I have to figure out how to keep this manageable because I enjoy it, but I can't, I, I can't collect everything. So I sold anything that where, you know, I wasn't all that wild about it. And then I decided, okay, this is what my collection is going to look like moving forward. And it's, but it's the same idea. Like you said, if stuff's sitting there on a shelf and it's not being enjoyed, even if it's just something to look at then get rid of it. Yeah. Um, you, you did that with the, uh, with the cars, you, you mentioned the truck that you're starting on a journey with. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I'm here for those who are listening is to help with the truck. I have a hauler and we transported it from the farm <laughs> yes. up here and we've been trying to get this truck running after it's been sitting for a long time but before the truck <clears throat> we had a, a car that I bought when Corey was first was, after he first got his driver's license I, I wasn't guess. even no I was like 15 I was still a freshman in high school we we started looking at a car that he might want to have to drive around town or go to school with or whatever and and something that would be fun for us to work on together and we had that 1951 Pontiac and we uh, you used that for a few years and then we took it with us to New Mexico we brought it back here and you made a good decision I think to you could have had two old cars yeah uh, one that's running and driving which the 51 was pretty pretty well capable of doing that but also still needed work yeah it Um, was not perfect and to have two old cars in your garage that both needed a lot of work was going to be too much of a an investment Mm -hmm. in that activity yeah and i think you made a good choice in both financial and time there yeah there was an emotional tie because we were both connected to that car and so were lots of people took lots of pictures of it out at the motel and it was a kind of a sad thing to see it go but you're using that money to fund the restoration of the truck, which you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And right. it's only taking up one stall in the garage <laughs> instead of two. And, 
that are in there. Of course, you have one of your grandpa, other grandpa's cars in yeah. there. Um, As we're learning, the truck is going to be a much bigger project. I think I knew it was going to be a lot of work. What I, I didn't think it was going to be quite maybe as much as it currently is turning out to be. <laughs> but at least, at least you only have one. Yeah. Um, and if you can stick with that, it yeah. would be wise because it will consume you right very easily, and uh, you'll have to budget your time so that you can. You know, it sounds like you're streamlining your activities. I believe I had sort of an explosion in trying to do everything that I hadn't done in my professional career because I didn't have time. Yeah. And I find that I still don't have time. So I'm kind of in that process. Uh, some of the trains are going to your brother. He's building a layout. Great. I'm happy to let him have some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the cars, you know, when grandpa passed away, I, I thought, well, I wanted as many of them as I could get my hands on. Um, now I'm not sure that's such a great idea is to end up with his whole collection in one of my barns no but there is one particular car that i i want to invest time in that he had promised to restore for <laughs> um my wife her whole life you know he's owned it since the 60s and it's still in pieces um but it's on it's going to be on the way to my house where my goal is to restore that one car and uh that's what i'm gonna that'll be my old car thing is putting that little car together. I think we can wrap this up with pretty simple summary is take care of what you value, streamline what you can't take care of in that moment. But remember that you only have so much time to invest and energy to invest and invest it wisely. You'll get more out of it. And so will the people around you. Exactly. So thank you for joining us this week. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and also leave a rating and a review. Until next week, this has been Corey and Kevin for John.